0: hello hello you are listening to lyrical audio candy tour this is where we explore books poetry and quotes that please every taste so come on let's go literary treats oh wait good morning everyone this is Ellie moon thanks for joining me Welcome to Lyrical Audio Candy Tour, my baby I created, oh, I think it was about three years ago, something like that. I should really look that up because that would be a nice fun fact for me to keep in my brain. It is currently March 23rd, 2022, just celebrated my 22nd wedding anniversary the other day. And, uh, I really think (laughs) if somebody has been married for 22 years, you have a lot to think about. You have a lot to evaluate about your life, your marriage, a lot of, um, a lot of growth can happen in 22 years because we're not all, we don't start out great. I don't think in relationships, I think we learn a lot and we're constantly evolving just as we are constantly evolving even in the workplace. And that is actually the direction I want to be going into for at least the next few podcast episodes. I am currently trying to explore how to be, even if you're not in a management position, how to be A better leader, a better manager, how to create a better work environment, how you yourself can be a better employee. So I'm kind of of trying to explore those types of things and um, I was talking to my sister this morning. We uh, do this app called Marco Polo. Now it's really nice. Marco Polo is an app where you can leave like little voice messages but it's visual. So it's a voice message, uh, a visual video message for your friend or family member. And so you can see people's reactions, see their facial expressions. It's kind of like uh, how we basically survived COVID, like the heart of lockdown COVID. Um, It's really nice to be able to see somebody's face. It really makes you feel connected. So anyway, we're talking and... She told me a couple things because she works with kids that uh, have special needs. And she's had to learn a lot of different techniques about how to, if maybe somebody's acting out, how to sort of diffuse the situation and maybe not take it personally. And um, she taught me something called the Q-tip method or just the Q-tip way of thinking and so we'll go into that a little bit further because it's something that I'd never heard of and I'm always open to learn I'm always wanting to improve that's like the one thing about myself and I will pat myself on the back because I'm really tired of not (laughs) acknowledging my good qualities that's that's one thing in my life that I have just downed myself so many times over the years. And I'm kind of on an upswing to not down myself anymore. I'm kind of on the upswing of lifting myself up. And that's the one thing about me is I'm always trying to learn and I'm always trying to improve. So here we are. Here we are. And I am going to go through what the Q-tip way of thinking is. Q-tip stands for quit taking it personally and this will help you in your workplace this will help you in your relationships this will help you in your friendships this will help you on the road when somebody cuts you off and i also want to guide you to go to my pinterest board you can find me on pinterest under lyrical act I've created a board called creating a better workplace now this board has a lot of visuals a lot of visuals about managers versus leaders toxic employee traits bye hon my son is going to college right now so he just said bye so I said bye to him um, some quotes about lifting yourself up because I believe In any successful business place, you have to, number one, believe in yourself. Inspire people to believe in themselves. And, uh, yeah. I have schematics about, like, handshakes. I have the Q-tip method, a little schematic on that. Another thing I want to go into in another, possibly, episode would be about the iceberg, uh, the iceberg theory where there's many different iceberg theories. There's like Freudian, it's a totally different subject, but Freudian iceberg thing, blah, blah, blah. The thing I'm talking about, and this is what my sister who's so smart, <laughs> mentioned is that um, when somebody comes at you with anger or whatever the emotion might be, you're just seeing the little tip of what's going on in their world. So really what you're seeing is that emotion, right? But underneath the surface, underneath the water, there are so many things that are going on. It could be any number of things. It could be a mental illness. It could be a personality disorder. It could be something that happened in their life. Maybe they just found out their husband asked for a divorce and you don't know that. Any number of things could be under the surface. And that's where the Q-tip comes into play because managing those emotions when you're forced to deal with somebody's anger, that's difficult. It's very difficult especially in the workplace because you have a job to do and you have to maintain a certain amount of professionalism when you're in the job place. Everybody has a job to do. The show must go on. (laughs) I always view the workplace as kind of like a theater production. The show must go on regardless of somebody breaking their leg in the back room or, or whatever, you know, the main person didn't show up. The show must go on. And that's where people digging deep and working their hardest, That's those are the people, those are the rocks of your company and those people should be rewarded. Okay, so anyway, my whole point, and I kind of got on a tangent there, is that this board, Creating a Better Workplace, there are so many topics on this board. I could create like, six months of discussion. Um, it has to do with interpersonal communication, um, the art of leadership, how to make your workday fabulous, um, how to speak to people in a better way, just all kinds of stuff. So why don't you take a little peek and see if you can learn something. All right, moving along to q All right, the information that I'm reading I found on a website called Float on Counseling. Um, you can find it at www.floatoncounseling.com slash self-improvement Q-tip. Quit taking it personally. So I'm just going to go through each segment. Uh, it's actually, f- no, it's seven little sections about what Q-tip means, maybe some tips on... Um, on um, how to think about q-tip and um, so i'll go through each one and i'll just make it into seven segments okay so basically it starts off and this person is talking about and it's by joel schmidt talking about how easy it is to take things personally giving examples like somebody's in traffic And they cut you off. And some people can just brush that off. How can they just brush it off? But they do. Some people are so calm. It just, it doesn't even bother them. When I think of people like that, I think of my dad. My dad is really chill. Like, barely anything ever bothers him. It's just so cool and calm, right? But then you have the other person who gets really pissed off when somebody just cuts in front of them and, and, you know, or somebody's riding your ass and you get so, it just makes you really uncomfortable. Like last night, for example, I'm coming home from work after a 12 and a half hour day, right? Actually, it was a little longer than 12 and a half hours and this guy in this really big truck, he's big lights just blaring in on my on my vehicle and I'm driving and he's just riding my ass it's slippery out and what does he do he whips around me as if I'm going the speed limit and see here this is where I'm taking offense he whips around me as if I'm just the slowest person like I'm a turtle or something and just speeds it. You know, of course, you know how it goes, where they whip around you, and then of course they just gas it, and then they just go, you know, and like they just go right ahead of you. And I can't help but feel annoyed by that. It's like, uh, dude, I've had the longest day ever, and of course I take offense to it. I think, well, what the fucks up your ass, asshole? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, God, you're really in a hurry. And I didn't have the knowledge of Q-tip prior to this. And so that is my knee-jerk response. I take it personally. I'm thinking this guy thinks I'm the slowest person in the world and I'm making him mad. I'm sorry I made you mad, big truck man. (laughs) You know, I'm sorry I made you so mad you had to go around me and, and push the pedal down, blah, blah, blah. Why couldn't I just sit there and be unaffected by it? Why? Well, I am wired to be a hothead, but I will definitely take these Q-tip tips in the next segment. I'm going to go through each one. Hang tight. Okay, I'm gonna read this. And uh, Joel Schmidt, you're getting credit. I'm gonna read this. And then I'm gonna try to elaborate. Okay, number one question your assumptions about what has happened and consider alternatives. When we get angry or take things personally, it's usually almost completely due to how we perceive what has happened, not about what has actually happened. Think about texting. How many times have you gotten upset after reading a text or having waited too long to receive a reply, only to later find out that something you convinced yourself to believe to be true was not? When somebody has said or done something to you, think about the beliefs you have about what happened and consider that possibly your beliefs and your assumptions may be wrong. Think about how many times you've been upset about a text message and later you find out that your assumptions were wrong. Like, think about you say something to somebody and they respond with like a very dry, quick text and you're thinking to yourself, what the heck? Why are they being so cold or... Why were they so short with me? So you're assuming this person maybe is not engaging with you or they're upset with you or something, right? And later you find out they were driving and they were at a stoplight or they were with a bunch of people. They were in a meeting and they couldn't respond to you in the way that you wanted them to respond to you. Right. How many times has that happened? Many times. It's happened to me many times. Um, And this kind of leads me into the second one. Uh, The second one is about expectations. And so I will stop it here and go on to the next one. Okay, number two, challenge slash change your expectations. It's often the expectations and standards we have set for the world and people around us that is to blame for our reaction when people fail to meet those standards. When our expectations for how people will behave is too high or rigid, It's inevitable that people will fall short of those expectations. If we expect, for example, that all people be kind in all circumstances, we will most certainly be disappointed. Similarly, if we demand that all things should be fair, we will be let down time and time again. I really, really struggle with this because... My expectations of people are very high, very high. Because with my communication style, um, I expect people to match my communication style. And so when people fall short of my same communication style, I inevitably get a little bit miffed. I get um, sometimes insecure, which leads me to number three. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of, okay, if I see somebody reacting in a certain way or uh, speaking to me in a certain way that maybe is unkind or, or whatever it is, and their behavior is not meeting my expectations, it's very, very easy for me to be upset and emotionally react back. Um, So that is something that I am obviously working on. So um, it's not that I I don't feel like we should lower our expectations necessarily. I'm, I'm saying that if you are in a relationship with somebody or working relationship with somebody that you make your expectations clear to them because then you both are on the same page. And that is all a part, that is all part of good communication. Um, once they know your expectations and then they continue to still go beneath those expectations, then that's something that's a whole nother frickin' ball game right there. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that helps anybody, but (laughs) I am realizing why I take things personally. It's because a lot of, of the expectations that I have for the world, they do fall short because I expect a lot from myself and I expect a lot from other people. Okay. Moving along to number three, Number three, recognize your own insecurities. Our own insecurities often play a large role in how and how strongly we react to things other people say and do. We take things personally and get upset when someone jokes about things that hit close to home but might laugh otherwise. When we recognize that our reaction is sometimes more of a reflection of what's going on inside of us Rather than viewing things said or done as a personal attack. It's usually easier to move on. I think about One example and this does not involve me, but as I talk here, maybe I'll come up with a personal example. I was working with an employee years ago And I overheard a customer be very, very, um, purposefully, um, mean, purposefully mean, I guess, to this cashier. And actually the, the person that I was working with was, um, She wasn't a manager, but she was pretty close up to that. And so she's getting the change out of the cash register, right? And she was looking up at the, you know how when you're a cashier and then the screen will tell you how much to give back to the person, right? That's the kind of world we live in. And the guy looks at her and says, huh, you're a such and such you shouldn't have to look at the screen to know how much change. Don't you know math? Yeah. So that person went out of their way to try to make that person, the cashier higher-up person, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to reveal their title, um, went out of their way to try to make that person feel stupid why? Why did that person do that? Now that's a situation where it just makes my brain explode. I mean, to walk around in the world and like purposely try to make somebody feel stupid. I I will never understand that. Never understand that. And that actually is in number five, talking about trolls and people that purposely want to get a rise out of you. I've heard a lot of things in my in my years of working. I've heard a lot of um, racial slurs. I've heard a lot of things that really hit people to the core and really touch on people's insecurities. And I can see how that would... I mean, that right there, when you're thinking about the Q-tip method, quit taking it personally, that's a hard one to wrap your brain around. It's hard to take it's hard not to take offense to somebody trying to downgrade your intelligence because that is actually one of my insecurities growing up. Um, you know, I struggled with math growing up. It's And I figured out because my brain doesn't work in the exact same way that everybody else's brain works. So I had to work really, really, really hard to make it through calc 2 and I did. I did it. And I wanted to be in the career that I'm in. I'm not going to reveal the career man, but I had to work really really hard to get to where to where I am now. So I have a lot of insecurities. But over the years I've proved to myself that I am smart and that whole situation that that person had to go through Shame on that other person, really. When in reality, maybe that person, maybe that person that did that feels insecure about their intelligence. Because there's something called projecting. People will project their own feelings about themselves onto others. And I'm thinking that's probably what went on. I don't I don't know if this person was like one of those evil troll people. <laughs> But clearly, they lack empathy. So, oh, which leads me to number four. How is this happening? (laughs) How is this happening? Okay, um, moving along to number four. Moving along to number four, extend empathy. It's usually helpful to consider the struggles other people might be having when we are treated poorly. If you were to know that the rude cashier you were dealing with was trying to navigate the challenges of a recent layoff, all while grieving the loss of a parent, your reaction to the perceived disrespect she directed your way may have been more empathetic even though we might not be in a position to ever know what other people are going through, it's helpful to remember the quote, Be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Empathy. Putting yourself into their shoes and really trying to feel what they feel. This is... This is a skill, Um, not everybody has empathy, some have more than others, and it's something that I try to do. Um, I try to feel what other people feel, sometimes I can't help it. I would say that I'm probably an empath, I don't know for sure, and I think people that um, need something are drawn to me. I tend to draw um, more like self-centered people towards me because they know that I will, how do I say this? They know that I'll try to help them or fix them or um, please them or feel something that they want. And so empathy, <laughs> empathy can be a curse and it can be an asset. So people like me um, have to learn to set up boundaries with people. So, uh, I'm kind of one of those people that usually says yes to everything, unless it's something where I really, really can't do it. I'm constantly working on setting up boundaries with people like, yes, you will respect my time off. Yes, you will respect my personal time. Yes, you will, um, learn, learn how to speak to me in a better way. That kind of thing. Because I tend to be the person that um, people walk on. And I don't want to be that person anymore. That's really an off-topic thing. But, you know, it's something that I'm working on. Like, where some people really lack that empathy, they're like, I don't care. I don't care, cashier person, if you're having a shitty day, you will be nice to me. You know, like the Karens of the world. (laughs) I mean, I'll admit, sometimes I can get into like a little bit of a Karen mode because I have such high expectations of people's behavior because I expect great behavior from myself. Um, But I truly actually... (laughs) When I'm interacting with cashiers specifically, I kind of look at them and I kind of wonder what's going on in their mind. Like, what's going on in this person's mind? What's going on in their life? Kind of thing. And, uh, yeah. There's no lack of empathy from my end of the... uh... I can't get my words out today. There is no lack of empathy coming from my side of things. So... Anyway, moving along to number five. And these are the people that I will never understand. It has to do with trolls. Number five. Remember why trolls are trolls and ignore. Some people thrive off getting a rise out of other people. You've seen it all on Facebook. Someone comments on social media about a social justice movement they feel strongly about only to be called a snowflake by some anonymous guy hiding behind his keyboard. The result is an all-out Facebook war. People angrily chiming in Insults left and right, a smile on the face of the troll as he continues to feed the fire. These tactics used by the modern-day troll, however, are nothing new. They were used by the schoolyard bully, and by the brother who just loves seeing his sister lose her shit. Sometimes the best reaction is no reaction at all. See what's going on for what it is, ignore it, and move on. Sometimes this is easier said than done. I tend to be a person that um, I can see a troll, I recognize trolls, but when they make say a personal attack on a person and they can't defend themselves, I tend to kind of roll in and engage in those types of things. Like I'm always supporting the underdog. That's, That's kind of like If I had to say my claim to fame, I would say that's my claim to fame. I always try to support the underdog or support somebody that doesn't deserve mistreatment or someone who, uh, if I feel really passionate about something, I will chime in. But for the most part, I do look at them and say, well, they're kind of acting douchey. Um. I'm trying to think of, oh, on Facebook one time. um, So I follow this, I, I don't even remember their name. But it was like this cinematography, videography of these children. And these children were in the garden and they were roaming around barefoot, picking vegetables and just eating them right off the vine. And I saw that and I thought, how beautiful that that videography is. How beautiful that somebody is capturing the truest essence of how we all started, really. Maybe not all of us currently, but how we all started in... The years before the grocery stores were available, where people had gardens, they'd grow their own food, they'd share it with their neighbor. And I thought, how beautiful, how beautiful is that, that those children get to experience what that's all about, because not a lot of kids do. And it isn't just because their parents don't have any interest, it's also because their parents may not be able to afford it. They may be in, say, apartment buildings, and they don't have land of their own where they can grow vegetables or have a garden. Maybe they don't know the first thing about gardening. Maybe they have no interest. I don't know. But some people don't have... um, this connection with the earth, and it's not because they don't want to. It's because they financially can't afford it, that kind of thing. That's why I've always been a fan of, like, community gardens, like you see, especially in, like, uh, city arrangements where maybe a lot of the people live in apartments and um, they have a community garden where everyone kind of puts effort in, in building this great magical agricultural agricultural environment where they can um feed each other I mean, what a beautiful thing it's community it's sharing it's um bonding with your neighbor that kind of thing I've always been a huge fan of that anyway so I made the comment I was like I wish that all children could experience something like this At least once. And I couldn't believe that somebody would attack my statement. They they literally took the time to come in and say, these parents are, what did they say? It was a certain word. I don't remember the word, but these parents, shame on them for uh exploiting that's what it was these parents are exploiting their children and making money off their children and blah 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 when in reality I didn't view it that way at all I was like oh my god from my standpoint I was like this is the most beautiful video I've ever seen (laughs) And, and they were so mad and and they were you know saying how I grew up on a farm and it's not that special and blah 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 and I'm like so I responded well that's nice that you grew up on a farm but not everybody gets to grow up on a farm not everybody gets land and I I you know it was a back and forth thing and she's like you're missing my point and I'm like whoa block oh I love that block button it's the the best thing created so yeah they got the block button for me anyway moving along to number six this is a very short and sweet one number six remind yourself that people will be the way they are whether you are there or not That troll, rude clerk, asshole in traffic, they're always going to be there whether you are there or not. Our ego makes it feel really personal when it's really not. So take yourself out of that position and insert somebody else. They're going to behave the same way, right? So, just pull yourself out of that. I think that's all I have to really say about that one. Moving along to number seven. Last but not least, number seven, keep your power. When we react emotionally or behaviorally to the actions of others and constantly take things very personally, we give away our power. We are puppets. Simply reacting to the world around us, we give up our control. We suffer. Remembering that we have some say in how much power we give up, that can help us keep it. So, I remember a quote my stepdad said to me. He always would say, The coolest cucumber wins. Something like that. The coolest cucumber wins. So, when you're in some sort of transaction with somebody and you keep calm and you don't lose your shit and you don't flake out, <laughs> you win. You keep your power. You are not a puppet. You can control how you behave, no matter how annoying that other person is. If you're cool as a cucumber, you win. All right, moving along. I'm just going to give some quotes on my board here talking about um, kind of believing in yourself because I think a lot of the reason why people do react to other people is because they feel insecure. So um, at least that's my thought on things. So I will leave you with some really nice quotes and then I'll do my outro. Okay. Unknown author. This is a wonderful one. This completely fits this podcast episode. Here we go. Ships don't sink because the water around them. Ships sink because of the water that gets in them. Don't let what's happening around you get inside and weigh you down. This is by Gordon B Hinckley. Believe in yourself. Believe in your capacity to do good and great things. Believe that no mountain is so high that you cannot climb it. Believe that no storm is so great that you cannot weather it. Believe in yourself. I love this one. I've never really understood why somebody would not um, be happy for somebody who is rising up, who takes on, say, a new job, or who gets promoted. Why would you not be happy for them? It's, It's very shallow of somebody to not be happy for somebody who is rising up. So I would kind of consider that person a hater. Um, And this quote is actually perfect. All right, let the haters hate. Some people will bring you down when they see you changing, evolving, and becoming better. It is because somehow they have to make themselves feel better because they lack the willpower to consistently do what you are doing. Ignore them. (laughs) Q-tip. All right, everyone. This is my outro. I hope you learned something. I know I did. It's funny how one conversation with my family or maybe one scenario in my life can just completely prompt a podcast episode. I'm so grateful for my podcast it is something that has been a creative outlet for many years, and I hope that I can continue to do this, and I hope that I touch somebody out there, at least in one way or another, whether it is getting a control over your, um, your vices, your afflictions, your addictions, your whatever it may be. I hope somehow someway I'm touching somebody and with this new sort of direction that I'm going in about how to become maybe a little bit um, in more control over emotions and more communicative with the people in your life and maybe venturing off and and having a better workplace (laughs) etc I hope that your world is coming together all the pieces are aligning your puzzle your life your puzzle is becoming clear and yeah I hope I'm helping somebody at least along the way I feel like I'm helping myself as well because these are all things that I've wanted to learn about Um, I do want to touch on in future episodes. I do want to touch on how to set up boundaries with people, especially if you're an empathetic person like me. Um, I hope I can touch on that as well. I want to talk about codependency. I want to talk about narcissistic people. I want to talk about, um, all kinds of topics. Um, and I also want to announce, and I'm very proud of this fact Not that it's that big of a struggle, it really isn't anymore, thank God. Um, It is now day 25, and it hasn't even been a big deal. It honestly hasn't even been a big deal. I would say the first week, anytime you quit something, you know, it's like, I feel emotional, I want to drink a beer. But honestly, I I don't have any jerk response anymore. (laughs) And it feels really good. It feels really amazing to sort of fill your life with other things. I always think to myself like you know when I'm when I'm thinking about vacations and time off and well what am I gonna do? My knee-jerk response always was well I'm gonna party you know I'm gonna have a few cocktails, relax, kick back, whatever and and someday I may do that that's fine but I feel really good about sort of trying to fill my life with other activities, other things. Like, for example, this um recent birthday I had, turned 46. And <laughs> yeah, I'm almost 50. Think about it. I was so proud of myself. I had a sober birthday and I thought to myself, yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day. Normally, I would have thought about drinking some Guinness or having some green beer or having some margaritas or whatever, but I had no pull toward it. Instead, I filled my evening with, uh, we grilled some steaks and I had some Acapulco cheese dip and salsa. And I just enjoyed being around my family. And that's, that's really what was important to me. My workplace. Oh my God. One of the ladies at my work, She's, I'm not going to divulge what I do and I'm not going to divulge this person's, um, position, but she brought me flowers and a balloon and she got me cupcakes. And I, and that's the thing about like thinking about expectations. I never, when it comes to birthdays, I never expect anything. I never even expect anyone to wish me a happy birthday, like outside of my family and outside of, um, My nucleus, so to speak. And the fact that she did that was just so nice. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to learn from this person and maybe I should take a little bit more care in when people have their birthday. Maybe I should um, do the same thing because that really made me feel special. My husband sent me flowers to work. Um, What else? What else? My sister came. She in, you know, my sister who was hit by a drunk driver, she had her legs, um, they both were broken. She went through a couple surgeries. She had like five transfusions. And she came to my work with her husband and, and visited me and dropped off a package. And gifts are not really my language of love. Like if I get a gift, I like it, but it's not anything I ever expect. It was more of the fact that she came to visit that made me most happy. And what am I gonna cry every podcast I do now? <laughs> I work my heart on my sleeve, I guess. Um, so, like, just those little things. Like, I think to myself, you know, I could be, I could be better at showing people that I care. I could be better at trying to make somebody's day better, and so. I guess when you sh- like when you show a little kindness to somebody else, doesn't that make you want to show kindness to somebody else? I think it does. At least it does for me. Shit, I am gonna fucking cry every episode.! <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So anyway, um, I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday! And I hope to be popping in on this podcast a lot more than I do because, oh, I feel like this is such a great platform for people that want to reach out to the world and and change the world and make it a better place. Podcasting can do that for you. Okay? So think about it. Think about it. What can you add to the world? If it's through an audio format if it's through a blog it's through uh, youtube whatever it's through i think we all need to be more loving and what better way to extend out your talents that's the one thing that i do i i can pick out people's talents that's the one thing i can do especially in the workplace i know people's talents I know what they do well. And yeah, I'm really going off on a tangent here. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go off on a tangent because this is the outro. So anyway, have a wonderful day. I am going to do my physical therapy now. Oh, on the weekends that I work, I don't get to do the bike. And so today I get to do the bike and uh, make sure that my knee is continually working on flexibility and strength and um all that sort of thing. If I don't do the bike and I don't do my physical therapy, I really notice it. Uh because by the end of the 12 and a half hour days I am I'm hurting. I'm my knee feels reasonably good. It's a little swollen sometimes after the 12 hours but um, Yeah, it's just something like on my days off, I really need to focus on the physical therapy. So that's what I'm going to go do. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day and I hope to be back soon.